Hey, welcome to the Center of the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. We are trucking through Proverbs 31, baby. Oh, yeah, we are. This one um, was interesting this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how some things can bring you pause. And this week we're looking at basically what it boils down to is hardworking, provisional, and being a homemaker. So um, <laughs> when you read it, I just have to tell you, I wasn't really, let me, let me just give you the, the NIV version. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while, while it is still night. That never happens in my house. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. I ain't got none of those. (laughs) So I made the mistake of opening this up for the first time since we started this uh, series. And I read it as, she selects wool and flax from TJ Maxx. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from Chick-fil-A. She gets up while it's still night so she can enjoy a Netflix binge by herself. (laughs) That sounds more (laughs) like it. (laughs) I love it. Yes. So we're going to bring this down to a realistic Oh, yeah, please. Everyday woman, kind of Proverbs 31 woman. Not all of these things are important. Being hardworking is important. Being provisional, which basically means being present. Mm. That's what that means. So being present and a homemaker, which I know can give some people the wiggy wiggies. Um, So we'll talk more about that. So let's start with hardworking. I mean, hard workers always are, I mean, that. We always want to be a hard worker. When you want anything done, you want a hard worker. It's being productive in all that you do, whatever that looks like, whether you work from home, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you work at a job, whether it's for your family, whether you're working for God. But I think it boils down to setting realistic expectations for your life stages. Yes. So I have been both working in and out of the house, just as you have, and both of them are equally hard in different ways. I agree. And both deserve super extra gold stars. Yeah. <laughs> I had guilt, mom guilt when I worked. I have mom guilt when I don't work for different <gasps> reasons. It is so true. There's always going to be that guilt that you're not doing enough, that you're not doing it right, that you're not there enough. It doesn't matter what side of the coin you're on. So, and we respect both sides. You know, I know that there are a lot of stay-at-home moms that think working moms should be at home and vice versa. And the, But we, what we need to do is go back to the very first week and value one another yeah. and value the choices that they've made and honor that in one another and feel confident enough in your value in Christ and that you're following. If you know that you're following the Lord's lead and you are where you're supposed to be, be confident in that without judging others about where they are and what God has called them to. Yes. And don't try to convince them that your way is the right way because you're probably doing that to convince yourself while you're trying to convince them. And that's not what this is about. Don't be hardworking at that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So don't be hardworking at judging or being jealous. And now we know that some, there are. there's also another side to this. Um, it's more like a prism. 
instead of a coin. Uh-huh. Um, another side is there are many moms that would like to be able to stay at home that uh-huh. are unable to. Um, and then there's that guilt as well. But what we just want to focus on is the hardworking aspect. So if the Lord has you in a position where you have to work or where you've chosen to work outside the home, or if you have the blessing and the choice to be at home, be hardworking at whatever he's chosen you to do. And do it with, I would say, the grace for others and grace for yourself, right? Because I remember coming from working and going in to stay home and just not even figuring out, I couldn't settle in it. So maybe that's the word, being able to settle in, knowing that God has you where he has you for a time such as this, and that it could change at any time. You know, we never know when God's going to call you back into the workforce or God's going to call you to be home. Interestingly, I never thought I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I'd gotten my master's degree at a great professional job, and then I had Emma. And I was like, oh, snap. Uh, honey, I know that we never prepared for this, but now that I've had Emma, there's no way I can – I have to be a stay-at-home mom. It took us about a year uh-huh. um, to work it out financially and just figure everything out. And I was able to come and be at home with her, uh, be at home with the kids since. But, you know, <laughs> I was hardworking. It was hard and it was challenging in that year because I was torn and I wanted to be home. Um, but looking looking back at that, it is interesting the journey that God took me through. And mm-hmm. it certainly made those times when... Uh, there were, the days were long mm-hmm. and maybe loud from a lot of crying. Yeah. It made me appreciate them a little bit more. And I think when we say being hardworking, but do it realistically, you cannot be 100% to every single side of your prism. Right. Um, God first, husband second, kids third. Yeah. And then everything else trickles down. And so whatever that looks like for you. But also people try to throw in, well, what about volunteering? And what about this? And what about that? And I want to be hardworking in those areas. Great. But right now your ministry and your calling might just be Mm -hmm. to be at home with those kids. And work at it hard and with joy because you know that that is where God has called you to do. But that also comes to you sitting in God's word to know where he has called you. That's so true. And that really rolls into number two that we're talking about. And that's being present mm. and that provisional. And so in the moment, be in the moment where we live in this world, where we're always looking to what's going to bring us happiness in the future. When this happens, I'll be happy. When I have that, mm-hmm. I'll be set. Um, and then I can rest. Then I can relax. Then I can focus. But you know, stopping, I try to, there's so many distractions and whether I'm cooking dinner or I'm working on a Bible study or whatever that may be. If my kids come in, I try to stop everything Mm -hmm. and listen to what they're saying. Am I always perfect at that? No, but that is my goal. And same when my husband comes home, if I'm in the middle of dinner or in the middle of, sometimes you cannot, it just depends on what it is. Um, stop and listen to him and at least say, hello, acknowledge, or when a friend calls, Mm. that sort of thing. So just being present and in the moment is a huge part of being this God, living this godly, virtuous life that the Lord has called us to, because we're not promised tomorrow. But on the other hand, for someone who always answers the phone, 
you have told me in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You Let it go to voicemail. Yes. So how do you find that balance? Well, I think, you know, that's a good point. And so I think that if you do answer the phone and a friend needs to have a lengthy conversation, you on instead of listening, not listening. Yeah. Say to them, I really want to be in. I want to listen and I want to hear what you have to say. But I am literally in the middle of carpool uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> or uh Cully has, you know, 10 boys in the backyard playing basketball and I'm making them mozzarella sticks. Uh-huh. I cannot focus. When can we talk? Can we talk in an hour? Can we talk that? Oh, yeah. And sometimes if it's just a chaotic time, just don't answer. They will leave a message. Yeah. But when they call and when you set up that time. Be present. Be present. Mm-hmm. And I think just being appreciative for what we have now instead of waiting for what may or may not come in the future to be happy, to be settled, to be calm, to be peaceful. I think that's what that is really saying too. And I think for me, if I'm always feeling like I'm stretched too thin, it's because I've said yes to too many things. Yes. And so maybe it's a time to revisit boundaries, which we've done an episode or two on that as well. So maybe go back and take a peek at that. So, yes. And, and we will talk about next week. We're talking about she plans wisely. Oh, Oh. good. I can't wait to hear what I should be doing. (laughs) (laughs) And so there is sort of, there's a balance to that, to living in the present, but also being a planner. Yes. Um, And so we'll talk about more of that balance next week. But then we go into this last one, which is a homemaker. Mm Hmm. So, so what do you, when, when somebody says you're a good homemaker, what is like your first thought that comes into your mind? So um, I want to say like one of the moms from like the 80s sitcoms. <laughs> um, I want to say the Brady Bench, but she had a maid. Did she work? No. And I, she had a maid. Daggone, She man. had six kids though. I had four kids and I worked and I didn't have a maid. Oh. Man, that's TV for you, baby. <laughs> right. But I so I think about, you know, if you're saying you're the homemaker, I'm thinking that you make quilts like my sister, like my sister literally is a homemaker. Um, she can go choke the chicken to make the chicken soup. She knows how to process all the meat. She knows how to make a quilt. She can take her radishes out of her garden, her own garden. I'm not talking about like one of those little windowsill gardens, like oh my a big garden that she has planted and cut the radishes into roses. Wow. And I'm like, can I get one of them, you know, salads in a bag kind of thing and shake that thing up? And I am put out by the fact that I have to figure out a vegetable, a meat, and a starch. <laughs> sometimes my starch comes from a box. I am a good cook, and I do enjoy cooking. What I do you mean say. sometimes? Oh. <laughs> that felt real judgy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is it because sometimes it comes from a bag of rice, and sometimes it comes from some instant potatoes? Because um, that's where mine comes from. Oh, we don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll stop now. We do not eat instant potatoes. Go ahead, girl. Let it fly. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up, though. My mom was incredible. She did help my dad run the business. Uh And we had a hot home-cooked meal every single night. Now, she did forget to pick us up after school sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, been there. (laughs) Bless her heart. (laughs) I I just have a small amount of PTSD from that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> but don't worry, I saw a counselor and worked through it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm telling you, counseling, man. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think someone like a homemaker, we, we talked about this before we hopped on here, but um, someone that's really dedicated to their work. And I'm not just talking about somebody that always has a clean house uh-huh. and that knows how to make their own curtains. And Oh, my sister can do that too. Uh, okay. Can we not talk about her? Cause I'm starting to feel. I love her a lot though, but okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> She's making me feel less than. Okay. Hey, all right. I you need just, to find my value and who I am. Though. You totally to judge my instant potatoes. So <laughs> <laughs> again, find value in who you are. Some, I will say some people have said to me, well, I, I can't have you over to my house cause my house is not as clean as yours. And I'll say, okay, um, I won't even notice. Like, as long, that's for me. My brain can't function and process and think clearly if my space isn't organized. Your space, I'm fine with it. I don't have to live there. (laughs) You can have dishes all up in your sink. I'm just happy to come. She's not going to judge you, I promise. No. Like, I don't care about that. Um, Unless you have instant potatoes in your pantry. (laughs) No, I'll eat those too. I love a tater. It really doesn't matter how. But I think, um, you know, just being dedicated to the work that is before you, whatever that looks like in your home and, and realizing it's not just about clean is good, right? And yeah. making curtains is great. Yeah. Um, or you could just go to Home Goods yeah. and save some time. Um, but it's about the environment that you create. Yes, the environment. So my home growing up, the environment was like, Oh, mom's coming home. I'm going to go be outside. And so I would be outside all the time. I was never home. I'm guessing that maybe my mom taught my sister these things or maybe my grandma did, but I wasn't around to find out because my home was just so tumultuous. And so creating an environment of peace and joy, um, it's not going to be like that all the time because if it is, then you're being a pushover. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you tell your kids to turn off the video games and sometimes you got to put a kid in their place, right? Right. Um, but having a place where your husband who has been out, you know, in this crazy world can come and feel like he can be himself and feel like he can kick his feet up and not have to maybe perform, if you will, um, or I don't know. My husband hates making decisions at home because he's like, I make decisions all day. Right. So, and I think figuring that out too, right. Well, you know, how you work best as a team. I know that when my husband and I both worked, we basically wrote out the responsibilities of the home and the kids and we divided that. It's like, how can we work on this together? And then when I started staying at home, that shifted, of course, because I wasn't working outside the home. Home was my work. And so we shifted, not that it means he doesn't do anything. Of course, he does do things around the house, but that shifted and I took on more of the responsibility. So having... Did you talk about it? We we actually did talk about it. So this is great. Setting clear expectations was really important so that we didn't get frustrated with one another. So let's just speak to the people, the women that maybe stay home um, or the working moms and you feel like all of this should rely on me because I'm a mom or I'm a woman. So I should be able to cook the dinner, take care of the kids, keep the house clean, all that. But I can't. And so I'm running myself ragged and I'm at like at the end of my rope. So speak to those women right now and give them some advice, please. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> have, have a sit down. If you're feeling overwhelmed or there's just more that you need 
just sit down, not out of anger, you know, try not to come into it um, at angry and frustrated, but just can we please sit down, honey, and have this conversation? I'm feeling overwhelmed and I could use your help. And I think I may have some unclear expectations that are creating a wedge. And um, I need basically just open up a line of communication. I mean, we actually had a list. We had, we talked through these things. And um, at a time when we even talked about me going back to work several years ago, I said, okay, I am so willing to do that, but know that if I do these things and I listed them out, we will need to divide again because I will not be able to do everything I do now and go back to work. We'll have to go back to dividing them. And so just be clear. Like I don't take out the trash. Of course, I have teenagers now too. They can empty the dishwasher and they can take out the trash and they can do certain things. So that's helpful. Uh, But your kids can actually start doing chores earlier than one thinks. But definitely just sit down and write out the responsibilities that you have that your husband may be able to help you with. Yeah. And, you know, here's the other thing. Men are not wired like women. And so maybe what I'm thinking is you have these pressures on yourself that your husband doesn't even realize you're putting on yourself. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I'm just thinking. Love them, but they don't know everything and can't read our minds. Yeah, but it's like a pressure that you have developed on your own. It could be something that from your childhood that you're thinking about, or maybe you see a friend does this, and so now you're going to try to hold yourself to that standard. Yeah, like somebody makes homemade bread every every week. Girl, I mean, you I did, said you're making homemade bread tonight. <laughs> I learned. I did it during quarantine. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was the first time. So I am going to make it for some special friends tomorrow. But, but here's what I'm going to tell you guys. I don't feel like I have to go make homemade bread. I think I'm nope. glad she's my friend and she can make me some homemade bread. <laughs> That's what I usually think. (laughs) I mean, but that's just probably a healthy way to look at it, right? Instead of me going, oh my gosh, Allison is making homemade bread. I must learn how. That is not my wheelhouse. And it's okay to know that and to know that. But when people walk into your home, because I have had that opportunity to walk into your home, they feel loved and cherished. And even if every single thing isn't put in its right spot, people feel seen Mm -hmm. and appreciated and to me that is what a home making a home what does home feel like to you yeah home is where your people are we move a lot because my husband's a builder so it's like build a home live in it sell it blah 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 we've done that our whole marriage almost 20 years hopefully we're going to be still for a little while right now (laughs) but um I would always tell our kids home is wherever we all are together yeah. And you can create that environment of peace and whatever. The f- toys don't have to all be picked up, but be calm and try not to be frazzled. And how do we do that? Because I can't do it by myself. Right. And I don't do it perfectly every day. I like to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, she does get like this whole thing where everyone thinks she's perfect all the time. And yeah. so I think that's why you always hear her say that. But hear me out. She is human just like the rest of us. She has bad days, good days okay days. So, you know, she does have a lot of the right answers, but that's only because she has had so much time to work through it. And she's been like seeping herself in the word of God for so long. Mm. So that's why she comes across that way. She is human, just like the rest of us guys. Thank you. And I always learn the hard way. So I really, (laughs) because I have to learn the hard way, I really try to always make an effort not to have to relearn the lesson. (laughs) And then when she shares it, she's hoping 
We don't have to learn the lesson. <laughs> True. But again, we all have to take our own journey and learn yeah. the hard way, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, any final thoughts on homemaking? <sighs> Let's see. Or being present or hardworking. Gosh, I just, I mean, I'm stuck on the homemaking thing because that has been my thing. You know, I was the hardworking person. I wasn't doing it for the right reasons, but I was the hardworking, you know, running in the rat race, trying to find my identity there. And I do think that if I were in that situation now with God, it would look very different. Yeah. Um, and being present, I'm just watching my kids fly out of the house. I'm, that sounds crazy, but like my son is 15. My youngest is going to be nine. Um, it's just very different now for me. I'm feeling all that pressure of just savoring every moment right now. Oh, yes. And I think so definitely it it is hard when it's a mile a minute when you have littles and as they start to get older, there is more time and there's more reflection as they start to spread those wings um, and making that home the safest place that you can for your children and for your spouse and for friends to come over is so beautiful. But I know that I find that absolutely impossible on my own and I have to spend time in the word of God um, to do that. So again, every single thing in life takes us back to Jesus. Thankfully, right? <laughs> Thankfully, we have an answer. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, that is the answer. But we it does require a little bit of work and a little bit of trust and a little bit of growth and a little bit of time and a little bit of commitment. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, it is so worth it. And when you see what he can do and how he can change your heart and just revise your heart to look a little bit more like his mm-hmm. with every single you know, prayer or conversation you have with him or time that's spent in scripture, you know, all these things that are like, oh, she's very hardworking and always happy and kind. And she's a wonderful homemaker and she plans wisely and she's strong and courageous. It's like, uh, that feels really overwhelming. But with Jesus, right. You know how the Bible says with Jesus or with, and the Lord, anything is possible. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. It feels a little bit more attainable. So we hope our prayer is that this week that all these things start to feel a little bit more attainable to you and that the pressure is taken off of you as you rely more on the Lord to provide you with the courage and strength it takes to to live a life that looks more like this. Yeah. And with that said, we did know that this particular one was going to be hard to because there are so many different aspects. Um, so if you have specific questions, send them our way. We'd love to try to answer them for you. And we'll, you know, try to give you an answer that's not just Jesus, even though Jesus is the ultimate answer, but we'll try to give you an applicable <laughs> how to. Absolutely. Yeah. There are so many, like we said, it's not just two sides of a coin. It's like a whole prism. Mm-hmm. There's so many different situations that people are in and we can only in 20 some minutes speak to all of those, but overarchingly. Um, in whatever you do, you know, be hardworking, be kind, be present and focus on the Lord and do what you can in your home just to make it a great place. If not for anyone else, for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we enjoyed our time together with you today and we look forward to being with you next week on The Sarah and the Same.